the most connected man in Washington, WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Cain, 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We are Shucky Ducky is the man Oh, Shucky Ducky was a way for me to say, I am thrilled to be here. Why not just say that? Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. Okay, here we go. I, I cannot believe that I've already blown two hours of, uh, of airtime here, but apparently I have. We're in the third hour Herman Cain show. My name's Neil Bortz. I am a retired old fart living in Naples, Florida. I used to do this radio show before Herman Cain did it. And uh, I used to play grab ass with Jamie Dupree before Herman Cain did. How you doing, Bortz? I am dressed right now in my Champions Gate golf shirt, my Under Armour golf slacks. The uh, golf shoes are on. Let's see. Well, that's good. That's yeah, the good. golf shoes echo. I do and, remember a couple of times in the 2008 campaign doing my uh, live shot with you from a car in parking lots at golf courses on primary days with my golf shoes on. And as soon as I was done with you running right into the pro shop, paying my fees and getting my 18 holes in before the primary uh, polls closed that evening. Yes. That's me. I'm getting ready to head out in the golf course. And good if I'm you, not buddy. there for my turn, my, for, for my tee off time, mm-hmm. the golf czar. Eddie, Eddie Wayland will penalize me heavily, and I'll be in a, uh, I'll be on probationary status again. Exactly. So, you wanted to know in three words or less <laughs> about uh, what do you think of Sarah Palin endorsing Donald Trump? The well, the let's see, what did I what did I send you? you? you your, your three words were "mad screech owl." Yes. I have to say, this was one of my most successful efforts ever to get a reaction out of Twitter. Yep. was to just do three words on that. And I have to say, I was surprised at the level of negativity toward uh, the Palin endorsement of Trump. Um, you know, I mean, uh, my followers who are sort of uh, on the talk radio, you know, Republican side of things, a lot of them have certainly been showing their stripes for Trump, but I didn't hear from as many of them as I thought I would. I still think that overall, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but it certainly doesn't hurt Trump. I'm sure a few people say, well, I can't vote for him because I can't stand her or something like that. But there'll be some others that'll be drawn. I, I, I mean, I think for Ted Cruz, it was not the greatest thing to happen because certainly that would have been an endorsement he much uh, would have rather had in this race. I'm starting to wonder, Neil, if uh, Trump is picking up momentum again in Iowa. And I really think if he wins in Iowa uh, and wins in New Hampshire, that it's really pretty much over after well, that. I, I mean... They'll I still can go actually, at it. I can see Trump is the nominee. I can see that happening. If yeah. that happens, then I will work for him and I I will support him. Any anybody but Jamie, I cannot see one independent voter who is not already predisposed to vote for Donald Trump who would say, "Oh, Sarah Palin's endorsed him." That 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 convinces me that I've got to be on the Donald Trump bandwagon. Yeah, I mean, uh, Palin is not the biggest draw. Um, I'm not sure that's aimed at independence or anything like that. But I, I, look, I, I think you'd have to. I heard from a few people say, well, I'm not going to vote for Trump now. This is ridiculous. I can't stand Palin. Okay, there's going to be some people like that. I, again, I don't. none of us were talking the last couple of weeks like, geez, what's Sarah Palin going to do or anything, that big block of votes. So I, I don't think that's any big deal. But still, it shows how Trump has been able to make some inroads into the more conservative wing of the party. I mean, Sarah Palin, Tea Party darling. You, you can't describe her any other way. 
Uh, but certainly when you have a you race can like... describe her as a mad screech owl. Well, you could do that. Uh, I just, uh, you know, the test here is really how well organized is Cruz, and is Trump really that well organized? Yesterday, there have been a, uh, a slew of stories about the lack of organization in Iowa involving the Trump camp. Yesterday, at an event before the Palin endorsement, Trump took a few cues from the from the press corps, and one of the questions that came up was about their readiness. And uh, his his top campaign guy, who's dealing with that, just excoriated the press, and Trump did too, and accused the press corps of being allowed into all these. Um, sort of training sessions of lying about them and pretending that they weren't happening, which, I don't know, I sort of listened to that and thought that seems a little over the top. So something, something doesn't make sense there. You have stories about how they're not getting out and doing much, and then you have Trump and this guy alleging that they've let the press all in to see all this stuff, and they're just flat out lying. Um, you know, so something is not right there. Regardless, <laughs> yeah, regardless, the test is, is Cruz really that organized, and is Trump really that organized, or does the influx of new people uh, save it for him. We have not seen a surge in Republican registration in Iowa. So it's not like we've watched a lot of new people come into the party in the last few months and sign up as Republicans. And, you know, there's always that wonder when you interview a voter and you ask them, well, who did you vote for four years ago? Did you caucus? And they say no. You know, the big issue is will they actually go there on the night to do that? And that's the big unknown right now. I guess I'd say this, Neil. Donald Trump has been able to run this election effort by not sort of, uh, uh, you know, playing by all the rules that everybody else does. So I guess why should he be playing by them now? We should probably figure and think the opposite, go contrarian, and think that he doesn't need to worry about uh, extra organization in order to win. It's, it's, Iowa is going to be fun. It's actually going to be fun this time. By the way, you do Twitter polls sometimes, don't you? No, I haven't done any Twitter polls. I mean, every once in a while, I'll just sort of ask people their... Uh, yeah. Uh, their ideas, you know, I, I don't. I I like to see what people are saying on Twitter because it's an immediate kind of thing, and you get a feel. Have you got to remember ever, though that it's just a a limited audience. Have you ever run into a interviewed a repub uh, a knowledgeable Republican voter who uses the word rhino? Uh, no, that's one. You know, because <laughs> I I still argue that if you took the some of the views and actions of Donald Trump. And, and went and told people that they were actually done by Jeb Bush, they would call him a rhino. I mean, again, uh, nobody else in this field could survive giving money to Hillary Clinton in past campaigns. Nobody else could survive giving money to Rahm Emanuel in this campaign except Donald Trump. And that's yeah. why I guess sometimes as I get closer and closer to Iowa and New Hampshire, I have to remind myself the rules have not applied to Donald Trump and that there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the way it is. So why should they start applying now when the voting starts? You know, the uh, most successful Twitter poll I've done was one I did yesterday where I asked which terrorist group will be more likely to disrupt the Super Bowl and the two choices were uh, Islamic Jihadist or Black Lives Matter and the Black Lives Matter took it with about 96% of the vote. Or unless the power goes out, it'll be the power company or something like Ooh, that. Yeah, what about all those cables being cut? That's uh, That was sort of weird, yes. Yeah, uh, things are weird pretty much all around. What else you got that I can counter uh, uh, counter you on? Well, um, you know, trying to figure out where. Let's the talk about what type of first lady that Trump wife would be. Yeah, what do you think? Well, <laughs> you're not that overly impressed, huh? Visually, yes. <laughs> I mean, visually, she's very, very. I'm, I'm afraid what I'm looking at there is a Ferrari with a four-cylinder non-turbocharged engine, though. <laughs> 
You know, um, look, I, I, I do think that it is wrong. I, I've been very careful in these last four or five months not to say things like, oh, there's no way Donald Trump can win or there's no way he can get the nomination. There's no way he can do this or do that. And I, I do think it is a mistake, as I keep seeing people say, well, you know, if Trump wins a GOP nomination, the Republicans are going to get slaughtered in the race for Congress next uh, the, later this year. You know, I just, again, the, the rules that have been there, maybe the rules aren't, you know, happening again okay, this year. Okay, why is that? You know, Trump, if you look at his appeal, he, he doesn't just appeal to conservatives. You know, again, I think it's hard maybe for the people in the conservative portion of the Republican Party to admit this, but they are not the majority of the Republican Party. And Trump is, again, demonstrating that. If you look at the breakdown in the polls of where he is getting his support from, he's getting his support from people who describe themselves as conservative, describe themselves as moderate, even describe themselves as liberal. He is going across all parts of the party and invigorating a portion, sort of the old Reagan, Reagan Democratic coalition as well. So uh, he has been able to do something here that I'm sure if the if you told the Republicans that they could devise a candidate that could do this, they'd be very excited. But because it is Donald Trump and because of the dash of reality TV and just the the personality uh, that he is, it has left the GOP establishment flummoxed. But I would also say it left the Tea Party side of the party somewhat unsure as to what they should do. I mean, if you want to stop Donald Trump, you need to stop him in Iowa. I'm not sure there's going to be room to stop him after that. Well, And, I and even, you know, I look at talk radio, they play pretty chummy with Trump the last couple of months. And so if they're mad now that he's coming down hard on Cruz, I mean, to me, Cruz waited a little too long to go after Trump. But, hey, everybody makes their own decisions about well, how they I, want I to run a race. I thought his campaign would fold a lot quicker than this. Do you have any thoughts on this? what I believe to be just stupid argument over Cruz being a natural-born citizen? Oh, I, I, I don't think there's any legitimacy to that. But Trump proved, again, that you can take an issue that most people say, oh, that's not legit, and hammer on it, and it works. It's a reminder that if you're relentless on something and you push on it, you can get it to work even if it ain't happening otherwise. And well, that, look, that's, that's his skill. Yeah. And, I mean, he's very, very good at that. And I think people have clearly underestimated Trump and his ability to do that. Now, at the same time, one problem for Cruz is uh, I think that the people in the establishment here in D.C. look at him. They don't want him. But do they want Trump? I almost look at it and think maybe that there's more and more people thinking that eh, maybe they can deal with Trump. Maybe we can find a way to deal with Trump where, where they would say there's no way they could find a way to deal with Cruz. Well, if, if Trump and Cruz... Uh, mortally wound each other who sneaks through well that's the thing is that um, uh, is that there's you know I guess the best placed other candidate would be Rubio but I I don't see them killing each other I mean first off the the, the back and forth between Trump and Cruz in the last couple of weeks has been pretty minor let's get down to business I mean that we haven't been leaving flyers on windshields about illegitimate children or anything like that. I mean, it's been pretty calm stuff. <laughs> so uh, we'll see whether it ratchets up to another level. Now, it is possible you could destroy each other and somebody else could come through. We saw that in 04 when it happened with the Democrats between Howard Dean and Dick Gephardt and John Kerry came through and got the nomination. But Rubio just has not shown that that momentum as yet that he needs really to make a, a bigger splash in this race. So what about Carly Fiorina? I mean, Jimmy... I'm Just Jimmy, not I'm happening. Sorry. 
It's just she not just, happening right well, now. Well, she looks so great in the debates, but yeah. between debates, nothing happens. What? No, nothing happened. And, you know, she gets good reviews out on the stump, yeah. uh, but it just hasn't clicked. You know, Neil, sometimes uh, what I like to say about elections, you just can't explain it. Sometimes a candidate is able to cut through, and sometimes they're not. Sometimes and there's, the wrong candidate yeah, is able to cut through. And there's no real explanation. Other, it just, you know, the momentum hasn't been there. Now, could somebody else jump out? We've seen some uh, bigger poll numbers, for example, for John Kasich in New Hampshire. You know, maybe it's always possible. And uh, what we've seen in, in history is a lot of people do make up their mind right at the end. And with a dozen days to go to Iowa and just under three weeks to New Hampshire, there could still be a lot of movement. Okay, Jamie, 65 degrees. <laughs> Bright sunshine and very light winds. Do you think that's good golf weather? That's, uh, I'd say it'd be good golf weather at 53 degrees. It's 23 here, and we've got a blizzard watch, Neil, so you can throw some uh, some abuse at me later this week. Well, no, I mean, somebody has to hold down the Ford up there. <laughs> uh, I don't, what, what concerns me is Democrats discovering Southwest Florida. You know, they, they could ruin this area a lot faster than those stupid Burmese pythons could. On that note, I'll talk to you from Iowa, buddy. Oh, listen, have fun there, but I don't know how you're going to talk to me. It'll probably be a cold day in hell before I get the substitute. I'll take you a picture uh, from a frozen golf course and send it to you. How about that? That'll be good. That'll be good. Okay, pal. See you, Neil. Great that, to talk to you, buddy. That's our guy, Jamie Dupree. I'm Neil Bortz, filling in for Herman Cain, and I'll be right back.